Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian... From The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way. A brand new show from My Heart Podcast where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom, what up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from uh, today from Greensboro, North Carolina. Our iHeart Studios, kind enough to open their doors to moi and you. The Doug Gottlieb Show is brought to you by Farmers. At Farmers, we've seen almost everything. So to cover almost anything when it's game time, have an experienced player help you stay ahead of the game. Put their experience into play at Farmers.com. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. You know, it's fascinating to me how NBA players seem to be getting a bad rap as being unhappy when, in many ways, they are joy-filled sprouts compared to NFL players. I, I, I think the truth is that in this age of unhappiness, it's only because we're in this age of knowledge. But boy, NFL players sure seem like uh, they are constantly constantly asking for more and asking why 
and wanting both and wanting to win on both sides. Right? It just feels that way. And I get it. I understand it. You know, you have people filling their heads with nonsense since they were high school players in terms of their value to colleges. And when they're in college, they they're they're told uh, by the NFL, they can't apply to play in the National Football League. And once they get there, they're told that, well, they made a bunch of money for college and somehow that's not fair. Then once they get to the National Football League, they don't like those rookie contracts so much so that a guy like Ezekiel Elliott wants a new contract, even though he's got he's he is under contract potentially for at least one, if not two more years. And I think the problem is that, one, they have lots of things disclosed to them, and two, they're only partial facts. What started out with politics is now part of sports. NFL players are told from a very young age, hey, if you play football, you don't want to get a guaranteed contract. You don't? Really? Okay. Well, Aaron Rodgers signed a deal. For $134 million, could pay out as much as $180 million, and he's going to make $81.9 million by the end of this season. Right? $81.9 million. Not only are they not, not told full truths, they don't even know the half of it. You know, it's it's like you look at what Melvin Gordon makes. And you're like, well, Melvin Gordon, last couple of years, he's made less than a million dollars. Well, his contract, his rookie contract was one, fully guaranteed. And secondly, it was front loaded. He made $6 million in a signing bonus when he first signed it. And then at the back end of it, his fifth year, in his fifth year, he will make uh, $5 million in change. And I know what you're saying is, well, what about the average yearly, the yearly salary they make? Again, that's when you're just being funny and cute with the numbers. Don't tell me NFL players don't have guaranteed contracts. First round picks contracts are guaranteed completely. 100% guaranteed. 100%. Secondly, uh, other contracts are guaranteed. They just, one may not be fully guaranteed. And... Somehow that translates to the average Joe as well. They're not guaranteed. That's not. That's not true. That's just not true. Like again, take Melvin Gordon, who he at the end of this, uh, at the end of his first contract, he's made ten point seven million dollars to date. Ten point seven. At the end of this year, he would have made about a mm, little bit less than sixteen million dollars. For four years. That's four years, uh, four years, essentially $4 million per. Which, in the landscape of great running backs, is not a ton of money. But for his first contract, it's a very good deal. That's good, solid pay. Considering where he was drafted and the fact that every bit of it is guaranteed. And what he wants is what Le'Veon Bell wants. What he wants is what... Um, what all these other guys have. I, I, I honestly think, you know, Khalil Mack signed a deal last year, $6 million, $141 million, 90, $90 million guaranteed. He received a $34 million signing bonus. He, had, he made $56.5 million by the end of last season. 
56.5. Not only does he have guaranteed money, but he gets the money up front. Music, how much do you know about like lottery payouts? Well, I know there's two different kinds. You can either take the lump sum all at once and then you have to pay taxes on it all at once and I think you only get a portion of it or you do the installments over 20 years and it pays out in a, in a higher amount but you obviously have to wait a full 20 years before you see all the money. No, I, I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily know if it's a higher amount. I don't know where you got that from. Um, it's, it's, you can get it lump sum. Yes, the tax, they do lop off half but you're still paying taxes on it if you're getting paid over a longer period of time. It's basically, do you get it now or do you get paid over a 25-year period? Which which do you think, which would you prefer? Uh, I guess I would probably just take all the money up front because who knows what would happen in 20 years. But isn't that why most people you think get it over 20 years? Is because they don't know where they'll be so they know that they'll have that set income? And it's like a security blanket? I guess, but I would probably just take it all up front. And R- R- Ramos, what would you do? <clears throat> well... At my age, I take it all up front. Ryan, I would. You're, about to ha- you're about to have a kid. It's not like you're going to die. <laughs> We're just talking about that right now. Uh, <laughs> just talking about what? About, you know, hey, well, one of my classmates in high school passed away, so I was just saying, oh, yeah, boy. That's very sad. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you I think I would, it take it, I would take it all right now. I personally. What do, you, what do you think financial advisors advise? They probably would say to take it over 20 years. Um. What? Dan Beyer, what, uh, which, which, which would you prefer, upfront or over twenty years? Uh, upfront, and then I can invest it how I want to. And then, what do you think financial advisors say? I think they would go my route. They would. Everyone really who, okay. Yes, financial advisors would always tell you take the money now, because you can always pay yourself out off the interest over the next twenty years if you would like. You will make far more money if you have the money in hand than letting somebody else or the government pay you bit by bit by bit over time. But that's the truth. Like the Bobby Bonilla deal, which everybody celebrates, right? Is that he gets a million dollars every year? Is that, is that about right? You know, he gets a million million dollars every year for however many years. Like that's actually still a better deal for the New York Mets because that's an escrow account, which did not cost them that much. It didn't cost them a million dollars to pay him a million dollars. I mean, think about it. If you get Khalil Mack money, right? If you get $56 million in one year, all right, so you're going to lop off roughly half of it, right? So you're going to end up with, you know, in the $27 million. But if you invest that, that's way better than getting paid out over a five or 10 year period. It's not even close. Look at the stock market now. Look at the stock market 10 years ago. I mean, just an index account, which basically just tracks the average of all the stuff, you know, and look at the average payout. And so your money will only grow. Every financial advisor will tell you, take the money up front and invest the money. Every single one. And by the way, all these NFL players know that they know that what they, they have all of America snowed. They just do. They have people believing they don't have guaranteed contracts. They have people believing, look at what I got here, my, uh, what my salary is. Melvin Gordon, I only made a million dollars. Like, yeah, dude, you made $6 million before you ever played a snap. And you were bad your rookie year. 
<laughs> of course. You get a bunch of money up front. And that's how you manipulate the salary cap is one or two guys. So when I when I hear Ezekiel Elliott wants a new contract or else, and you still got to negotiate Dak Prescott's new contract, and I don't think Dak's great, but we can all be honest and say he's not worth He's worth a lot more than the fourth round money he's making on his rookie deal, which is a minimal amount of money. Like, I, I think it's very reasonable to think Dak Prescott should get a new deal before Ezekiel Elliott should get a new deal. Even if I think Ezekiel Elliott can next year, next offseason, no question he can get a new contract. Now, would I pay him top dollar? I wouldn't pay any running back top dollar. I think that's silly. But it's funny. We operate under this presumption that NBA players are the unhappy ones when that doesn't appear to be the case. You know, we practice too much. The NFL hands out too many fines for illegal hits. Why are they taking the toughness out of football? Like, look, we're trying to protect you from you. Practicing less and the product isn't as good to protect you from you. You know, we don't want to make. We want to make more money. We want to grow the salary cap. We don't want to play eighteen games. We don't want to play Thursday nights because it's too quick a turnaround. Like I just, I can't help you, dude. You guys are great football players. You're not good businessmen. The reason that some of these gentlemen are in place to buy NFL teams for several billion dollars is they're brilliant businessmen. And you may not like Roger Goodell, but his team has done an amazing job of building the business of the NFL. It doesn't mean you take everything they offer you at their first offer. It doesn't mean there's not negotiation. It doesn't mean that there's not more money. It's just you have to have a complete sense of where the whole landscape of the profession is. Where landscape of the profession is. Heck, I, I, I don't know how much money my show makes. I, I know one thing. I'm not going to make every penny off of whatever my show makes. That's just not the way it works. My company needs to make money because they need to pay everybody who works on this show and they have to pay marketing and they have to pay, you know, Vito who does, who does all our, um, our, our imaging and they got to pay Mike because Mike keeps everybody in line in the studio. And we're all scared to death of him, right? We got to pay Ramos because I mean, he could die tomorrow. Apparently that's his big fear here as he's oh, waiting, to, right? Got to pay music because music's getting married. Music signed up to lose half his stuff. We got to pay. Dan Byer only gets paid up front when he signs a new contract. He makes only $5 a year, but he gets all, he gets a lump sum up front so he can invest all of his money. Like, I'm not going to make 100% of what. It's like a, and we don't have a revenue split. They have a revenue split of football related money. And they got to spread it out over 53 guys. But when I, uh, I just. The, the, the lies that are told to the American public, it's not even good lies, right? It's not even good lies. Because the rest of us, if you have a contract, show up for it. Like, I don't even get the, well, that's a non-guaranteed part of my contract. I'm not going to show up for it. Well, shame on you. That was the contract that you signed. Especially it's your second contract in the National Football League. Don't sign for those additional years. Somehow, Kirk Cousins got a fully guaranteed deal, only three years long. I mean, it's not even a good deal for the Vikings. But it was $84 million he's getting every penny.
You know what's going to happen? Guys get, what happens is guys get offered that money. Like, well, Kirk Cousins is actually making below market value. Like, okay, that's, it all depends upon how many years you want to sign for. How many years they can guarantee you're going to be their guy. So I look at NFL players and I think they're slowly but surely creeping up and probably passing NBA players in the, we're kind of done. We're kind of done with your complaining about everything. Well, we don't make, and, and I understand the full disclosure of contracts makes everyone look at everyone else differently. You look at NBA contracts, you look at Major League, they look at Major League Baseball contracts, but the truth is that most people in rank and file Major League Baseball players, they don't make anything. How, how many times do we hear, have to hear about veteran players complain about being cut or being low-balled or whatever? Dallas Keuchel, Dallas Keuchel waited halfway through the year and got half as much as he thought he would get. It's just, it's, this is business, kids. And every business is a little bit different. And when you only look at the top earners, like if I was to do that, if I was to live my life by only worrying about the top earners in radio and comparing myself there, well, dude, I would, I would have a rough day. On the other hand, when I take back and I have step back and I have perspective and I think of, you know, many of you after my show's on, your local afternoon show comes on. I had the perspective of, I got a pretty good gig. And like anybody, you want more, but you don't refuse services. You don't use public will and public trust. I just, I I get it. Football's a dangerous sport. I will point out, it was a decision you made somewhere between growing up and into high school to go to college to play football. It's like, it's like the custodian saying, I can't believe I have to clean up a bunch of poop. Like, hey, dude, you knew you signed up to do custodial services, right? Like, you knew there was going to be a, a plumber complaining about a clogged toilet. Like, hey, that's kind of part of the gig. I'm, it doesn't mean that I can't be sympathetic for it, but it also doesn't mean, doesn't mean you're going to stop doing it. If so, got to find a different profession. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. Ethan Strauss covers the Warriors for the NBA uh, and the NBA for the Athletic. Follow him on Twitter, at Sherwood Strauss. His latest piece is Summer League Chatter, the consensus on D'Angelo Russell, Chris Paul, and all those huge moves. All right, let's start with the Warriors, a franchise you know oh so well. Uh, What is the consensus on the D'Angelo Russell sign-and-trade? Well, initially, people were confused. They thought, wait a second, this doesn't really make sense as a fit. D'Angelo Russell loves to run pick and roll. That's really Steph Curry's job. D'Angelo Russell isn't an off-ball player in the way that Clay Thompson is, so they're going to clash. All of that still might be completely true. All of that is a genuine concern, but the way the league operates is different now. It's all about manipulating the CBA and the salary cap, and getting D'Angelo Russell meant getting a 23-year-old with a lot of potential whom other teams are interested in, and that's an asset. That's a piece that they can trade if they want to get a bigger fish going forward. So from the general manager perspective in Vegas, it was, hey, that's a great deal, good job by them, even though all of those executives uh, had concerns about the fit on the court. 
Yeah, also, they're not a pick-and-roll team. They run the fewest number of pick-and-rolls yep. in the NBA. Uh, I like it in the short term just in that I feel like this might be a little bit of a lost season for the Warriors, and you run the risk of wearing out Steph Curry if you didn't get him somebody else who could dominate the ball. And, you know, so do I think that long-term it's a great fit? No, but in the short term, yeah, and you, and, and you see how it works and waiting for And it doesn't speed up the, the you know, over – doesn't make the pace of Clay Thompson's return um, so fast that he may come back not fully healthy, right? So, but yeah, but yeah. the Warriors have come out and said like, "Hey, we we didn't acquire him with the idea in mind of trading <laughs> him." Do you, do, <laughs> well, they need you to be- say that to retain his trade value, right? I mean, that's right. the irony. They have to pretend like they might not want to trade him to make him all the more tantalizing should a team want to get him. I don't think anybody believes that. I think people look at the fit and they look at the situation. If Clay comes back. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to have all those guys unless a very young D'Angelo Russell goes, hey, I'm cool being a Lou Williams type off the bench microwave this early in my career. I don't see that happening. He would have to be a very unusual kind of player so young in his career to embrace such a role. Yeah, I don't, and I don't see that one happening. What about how do they reform the rest of their team? You know, Iggy's gone, Livingston's gone. Uh, those guys were huge pieces in the championship run. I know they got Looney and they got Looney on the relative cheap, which is which is good. Um, but what about the other pieces? Like what what do you think is the is the true plan when Clay returns going forward? Well, I think they need to supplement the uh, the, the wings. They had the embarrassment of riches on three and D wings of all teams, and now all of a sudden, especially with Clay out right now. They're weak there, and the problem is that's such an in-demand position. So how do they get how do they get that back? What do they do? I don't know. Maybe a hypothetical trade with the Timberwolves who wanted D'Angelo Russell, where they would get back Covington, perhaps in the future. That's a possibility. I, I think that is maybe order number one is to rebuild the perimeter, and it is a lot easier said than done. And in the meantime, they just have to see is Steph Curry going to generate enough offense on his lonesome effectively to keep them afloat. But you're right. They are going to be temporarily worse. Uh, there's something that Kevin Arnovitz of ESPN says that I, I, I like and I think is quite true, which is that uh, grown-ass men win basketball games. That's, that, that's when you start winning in the NBA. you got a lot of guys in their late 20s and their early 30s. The Warriors right now have a lot of kids. Uh, maybe that's good for the future development of the team, but in the present, it's not so great for winning. Yeah, no, it's a it's a great point. That's all these teams with young aspiring stars. That's not how you truly win. Matter of fact, every team that tanks, they don't actually say they're tanking. They just are giving their younger players an opportunity, which is a great form of tanking because you can't win with younger players in in the yeah. in the NBA. Um, okay, so let's let's get to the Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook trade. What is the consensus from NBA front office people over that move? Man, I, I don't know if there is much of a consensus on that move. It's just kind of a wild. It's kind of a wild one from two different sides. It's uh, it looks a little bit desperate from the Houston side. You know, you get it, you understand it. Um, it seems like Westbrook is still more of a dynamic player at this state of his career uh, than than Chris Paul is. So it's understandable. But I think in general, a lot of executives just think that Presti did a great job overall. I mean, the Paul George trade, getting the haul that he got for a guy who's going to have two shoulder surgeries, a lot of people were impressed by that. And then he's going full rebuild, which, you know, they never talk about this. But if you're a GM, 
it's not the worst thing in the world to attach your name to a rebuilding situation with a lot of draft picks. It, it buys you a lot of time from getting fired, which is the main goal of these general managers. So it seems like Presti has done quite well in rebooting the Thunder, but from the Rocket perspective, they just look a little bit shaky, a little bit desperate. I haven't loved some of the moves since Tillman Pratita, the new owner, took over, and now there's discussion of how they don't want to get Andre Godala because of the uh, because of the money hit that it would require. So I, I, I kind of like it better for the Thunder than I do for the Rockets. I have to say. What about this? Um, <clears throat> and what about the idea that some other NBA players? Members of the players' union, obviously, were kind of quietly chuckling over Chris Paul being dealt because Chris Paul's leadership led to these Supermax contracts, and really, those have only benefited his guys, hasn't benefited the rank and file. Yeah, and there's also, he uh, pushed back the over-36 rule to an over-38 rule, which enabled guys Chris Paul's exact age to get bigger contracts, and yeah, now uh, the, the Supermax takes up more of the cap, and look, to try to make all this uh, financial gobbledygook uh, a little more simplified. Uh, look, the players aren't annoyed with how much money Chris Paul is bringing into the players. He's, they're annoyed with how he's divvying it up. And the Chris Paul regime has shunted more of that money in the direction of superstars and veteran stars, and less of the money is going to the median NBA player, which is a bit of an issue for that union, considering that you know, it's voted on. Every player has an equal vote. In theory, it should be advocating for the interests of the medium player. Now, I think a lot of fans, A, don't care. These guys are all making money, more money than they are. Um, but B, go, okay, well, superstars would make so much money without a union. And they would. You know, maybe LeBron would be making $100 million a year. So I think from the superstar perspective, they're going, hey, you should be happy that we give you anything off of what we would make. You shouldn't complain. But the response to that, the response to that from the players' union is, okay, but then what's the point of having a union? The point is that we all pool our resources together and we benefit the median union member. That hasn't been happening, so a lot of players feel as though they've been sold a bill of goods by the Chris Paul regime. Does he ultimately end up in Miami? I mean, I don't know. Here's what I would say. Here's what I would say. He ends up somewhere. I don't see the, uh, I don't see the thunder just hanging on to him and having him teach their young players. I don't see that happening. I think he ends up somewhere. Miami is as logical a destination as any. Who's the team that NBA people are talking about? We get caught up in Lakers, Clippers. I want to get your thoughts on those teams. Obviously the Rockets, the Warriors, uh, maybe the Nets. But who's the under-the-radar team that, in Vegas, everybody's talking about, and yet because they're not a big-name team, we're missing on? Well, people have noticed that the Portland Trailblazers nail the over on their win totals every year. What is it, five out of the last six years, I think, for the Trailblazers? They're always under the radar. And maybe that speaks to how some of what enables a team to succeed is the locker room chemistry and is people getting along and is how Damian Lillard is an excellent leader. These things that can't be quantified still have an impact. And so, yet again, there's a lot of buzz of, I can't remember what the um, what the win total is for the Blazers, but I already saw a lot of chatter of they're going to do it again. That's a good bet. Once again, they're going to uh, they're going to prevail over expectations. So that's certainly a team uh, that's certainly a team that draws that kind of attention. 
Sherwood Styles joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. What what about the the Lakers roster? Um, Anthony Davis said he'd take it over anybody, but he's also on that roster. What are the feelings of league executives of what the Lakers ultimately did? Well, again, just like I was saying with the Warriors, you want those wings. They seem to be weak on the perimeter, which is the most valued position in the NBA for a multitude of reasons. I mean, that's something that's happened over the last few years. A lot of it has to do with uh, switching defense and how perimeter-oriented the game has gotten. But I just don't see the Laker roster outside of AD and LeBron um, as particularly strong or well-built. Uh, those two guys are impressive, but it just it seems based on that old idea of get a few superstars, like the Miami Heat, uh, that's all you need, uh, now you're good. This doesn't seem to be the case in the NBA anymore. It seems in the NBA that you need a stronger 7 through 8. You need more versatility on the roster. You will be exposed in the playoffs if you have some weak links. So I don't think that they have the best roster. I would disagree with Anthony Davis while fully conceding that he is far better at basketball than I am. The Clippers, on the other hand, if healthy, that's a squad. That's a deep roster. That roster right there, if they don't have injuries, I don't see a lot of weaknesses down in L.A. for the other team. I would say that the... um... The, the team that, I don't know, the thing about the Clippers is how many guys they have outside of Kawhi Leonard that have actually done it deep in the playoffs. It's a good point. It's a good point. I mean, you could have said that, though, for the Raptors uh, when Kawhi Leonard showed up there. You know, it helps to have that steadying presence. Uh, it seems like people draw off of his even-keeled approach. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. I worry more about the health. I would worry more about... Paul George getting the double shoulder surgery. Uh, for anybody who follows baseball, people in baseball are more well-versed in the shoulder than anybody in any sport. And the conclusion when I ask people who are involved in that sport is nobody knows. Nobody knows. When it's a round part of your body, a lot can go wrong. And so that's a concern to me is what happens with Paul George. But if healthy, I think that they're the best team. And when I look at the odds and I see them comparable or even in some uh, estimations behind the Lakers as far as title odds, I just think that's crazy. I think the Clippers are the best team. Yeah. Um, What about the Nets? Do people think that'll work? I don't think people think it will work. It's funny because people also think they had to do it. You know, they had to make the splash. They had to bet on it. They finally had a situation where the Brooklyn Nets were being chosen over the New York Knicks, and they have superstars. But a lot of people are waiting for the fireworks. I don't know anybody I talked to in Vegas who told me, hey, you know what I expect? I expect Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving to get along for a few years and to get along famously and maintain their tight bond. I didn't hear anybody say that. I heard a lot more, I can't wait to rubberneck at that situation. So I, I just don't, I think it's one of those winning the press conference moves, right? Because Okay, so you've got Kyrie Irving, who's short. He's incredibly talented, but he's short. He has had, what, multiple knee procedures? Um, And went into a situation that seemed to be ideal in Boston, and it blew up completely. So now you have him on the roster. You've got Kevin Durant, where he just blew out his Achilles. And it's almost operating on a Pavlovian level when they're reporting on which team he's going to choose. Because we're going, oh, this is a big free agency sweepstakes. This is like LeBron with the decision, or KD in 2016. Few people are pausing and going, this dude just snapped the largest tendon in his body, and we don't know if he's ever going to be the same, and he's going to miss a year. 
and it turns out that the contract is fairly short-term. So I get why the Brooklyn Nets had to do it. It just doesn't seem to be as good a situation as it was being celebrated for when you look at it and you take the 30,000-foot view. Last part. You know, with so many players leaving the Midwest for the coast, I'm just wondering about, you know, I mean, look what Oklahoma City's being forced to do. Look at what the Pelicans are being forced to do. And they're doing great jobs of it. Um, but will there get to a point where those owners of small market teams, and even Michael Jordan being kind of one of them. And look, I will grant you, uh, Sherwood, that if you told me, hey, Michael Jordan's just as responsible for his team's struggles as the fact that it's in Charlotte, nobody's actually ever accountable for their own mistakes. But the fact is yeah. that... These guys are determining where they want to go. Paul George is under contract for three more years, only one year in, and he said he wanted out. Um, do we get to a point where there's the haves and the have-nots in the NBA and the, the owners in the Midwest have had enough of it? Uh, I think we could. I think a lot of people are going to be watching Giannis and how that situation plays out. Uh, that, that's going to be a big one. Um, in a way, I think, and they can't do anything about it now, this is the result of the NBA making some tactical errors back in the 90s. Because they added these new teams, and they kind of went about it in a get-rich-quick way where, hey, if you give us the money for a stadium, then we give you a basketball team. Well, the only cities who were giving money for a stadium straight up were minor league baseball-level cities that wanted to play with the big boys. And so now you have an NBA that has smaller markets than any of the other leagues really have. You know, baseball, I think, has uh, the smallest market in baseball, um, I think the NBA has four or five smaller markets, the smallest baseball market, which is Milwaukee. Um, you've got places like Oklahoma City. New Orleans is actually quite small. You know, this is a bit of an issue, especially when you consider that basketball has urban appeal. It's a city game, and yet they're spread out all around the country in some cities that really can't support these teams unless these teams are going like gangbusters and winning 60 games a year. So the NBA has set themselves up, uh, set themselves up for this, uh, by making some some errors, how they get back from it, I'm not sure. They've got to realign the incentives because the, the, this emergence of pre agency of players demanding trades before their contracts are up, yeah, that's that is look. an issue. It's a bad look. I think it turns the fans off. I think that we are often boosters for the NBA and NBA media. We constantly spin this narrative that everything's coming up and this is the, the sport of the young and football is dying. Um, the ratings have not been good for this sport of late. And I don't think they've been good in part because the players seem not all that attached to the teams. That is something that Adam Silver and the owners have to figure out. It's easier said than done. I'm not sure what the fixes need to be, but it's clear that they need to do something. It's a great point, and it's absolutely accurate. And the NFL people will tell you, like, look, when you turn on our, our games, you may not love the actual teams, but you know Matt Stafford is the quarterback of the Lions. Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the Packers. Like, you know who, and those guys are not going anywhere, and they're still well compensated. And I do, and, and the other part is, you know, look, when you go west, that's going to hurt your ratings as well as it happened with LeBron. And now you have those two superpowers in LA doesn't help national ratings because the East Coast does dominate in terms of viewers. Sherwood, great stuff. It's an outstanding article. You do great work. We appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at noon Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team. A driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflategate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Poppy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. 
Winner, winner, chicken dinner, homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Charles Robinson is an NFL columnist for Yahoo Sports, and he talks about uh, Ezekiel Elliott and his frustrations with the Dallas Cowboys. He joins us now. Um, How long has he been frustrated? Uh... I, you know, I think this process for them started about a month ago for Ezekiel Elliott's camp. You know, from what I understand, talking to people with the Cowboys and both Elliott's camp, really that's when the lines of communi- communication opened about a potential extension. But I, there was it slowed because they had to get this whole, whole issue with Las Vegas and him bumping the security guard that had to get resolved by the NFL first. And so I think really once that was resolved by the NFL. Um, I think Ezekiel Elliott's camp made it pretty apparent to the Cowboys that they were frustrated, that it was clear that Dak Prescott was the priority to get that done. They understood that, but hey, there's really no traction right now on a contract extension for Ezekiel, and he kind of felt like he was left out of, I think, that group that was pushing hard to to get an extension. So I'd say really the last couple of weeks is, is probably when it intensified. Okay, but isn't it reasonable for them to think about him next year? Like the only guy, only running back yeah. that, that had the deal done a year early was Todd Gurley. And early. I will yeah. grant you, Zeke hasn't had the knee injury that Todd Gurley had in college. He has had far more off the field noise, but that Todd Gurley contract looks like a bad one. And it's not, it, it's, it's, you know, like in the, in the, we'll, we'll get to you. One, he's been appropriately compensated based upon where he's drafted as opposed to Dak. Right. Like, I just think it's right. like a, the Cowboys are actually being reasonable. And I, it, it appears at least to outsiders like me that Zeke might not be. I, I think from the standpoint of what's reasonable, it all depends on, you know, look, every, everyone wants their representation to be aggressive. And I think. Right now, when Zeke's people, and, I, and frankly, even people that, that are in the personnel department of the Dallas Cowboys will tell you, from a number standpoint, um, when you crunch the numbers, there's no doubt he is the MVP of, of the offense. Like, there's not, not even a question about that. That right. um, There's too many metrics that show when Ezekiel Elliott's on the field, and, and in particular, when he, whenever he plays well, they win games. And so, you know, I think from the standpoint of Ezekiel Elliott and, and his camp, you look at it and you go, okay, well, Todd Gurley did get his deal. I mean, regardless of whether it's a bad deal now because of, you know, a lingering knee problem, uh, whether or not that was a bad deal, it's it's irrelevant. He got his deal after three years. Ezekiel Elliott's been arguably the best running back in football over the last three years in the games he's played in. Um, shouldn't he be on that, that same track? And then I think the other thing that I think pushes this a little bit for Ezekiel Elliott's camp it's the Cowboys' history, you know, that they did go through a negotiation with DeMarco Murray when he set the franchise record for a rushing season. They put a lot of wear and tear on him, and then they just walked because they didn't want to give him a long-term deal. So there's clearly a little bit of concern, I think, in terms of his camp. Is this just a guy where they have a five- or six-year plan to put as many touches on Ezekiel Elliott as possible and then just let him go and, and essentially wear him out in six years with no security? Yeah, which is which is a reasonable fear for for any running back. Uh, there is also the off the field stuff, right? Like, right. however, however uh, minor the thing in Vegas was, he did have to meet with the commissioner. He was suspended for six games, and that has to be fi- factored into the equation, doesn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think I, well for the Cowboys in particular, and and the Cowboys were in, in terms of backing him. I mean, I, I don't think any group backed him harder than the Cowboys did through throughout not only this recent you know issue with the Las Vegas security guard bump and then the six game suspension for the the alleged domestic violence incident and. You know, so I think from the Cowboys' standpoint, they thought, I think they entered the, the offseason believing, we, we can probably table him until next offseason. That was definitely the plan. The 2020 offseason was when, you know, they were going to get to this, and I think they felt like, you know, we're not going to have any problems with that. But along the way, you know, Dak Prescott became such a massive priority. All of a sudden, Amari Cooper was someone who became a priority, and, and I think, frankly, the, the lack of traction on that deal is more Cooper's, uh, uh, you know, representation wanting to wait and see where other you know deals come in so i just think ezekiel Elliott and his camp thought hey his value is at its highest right now um that's when we should be having this discussion about the contract extension because another elite level running back did do a deal after three years so it was natural in their minds knowing the cowboys history of having worn out a, a back prior to this without a long-term commitment Maybe now is the time to stick our foot in the sand and, and make a decision. And and look, there's still the point. They haven't held out yet. So it's just something that's on the table. And for this to get out now, I think for them in some element, it's advantageous because it won't surprise the Cowboys. They have time to think about this. Push comes to shove. If the Cowboys say, we're not doing anything this year, what do you think? You think he actually holds out? I, I think what's ultimately going to happen is I think the two sides are going to end up talking again before camp kicks off. I think ownership will say, look, we are absolutely committed to getting you a long-term deal. We want to get Dak done to set the table, but you are the priority. You are going to be the priority. We just need to get the Dak deal done, and we're going to work on an extension with you right up until the season kicks off. I think they'll want to see him show up to camp for that. Um, I think absent that, if there's not some level of, of ownership, sort of like with the Atlanta Falcons and Julio Jones and Arthur Blank telling Julio, you are a priority for an extension, um, absent that kind of commitment, I think there's a chance that you know Zeke decides to hold out just to make sure he makes a statement. Maybe he reports by August 6th to get the, the accrued fourth year that he needs to, to make sure he's an unrestricted free agent after year five, but... Um, I just think without that commitment, I think he's serious about at least holding out a period of time. Uh, at Charles Robinson, at Charles Robinson is his Twitter handle. Charles writes for Yahoo Sports. You can follow him on Twitter as well for all of his work. This is Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. What about Dak? Like, I, I get that so many quarterbacks have, you know, they one gets more than the next, gets more than the next. Right. But I don't think anybody outside of Dak Prescott's camp really views him as one of those elite quarterbacks. On the other hand, He's been playing, you know, he's been starting quarterback of the Cowboys, being paid like the third string quarterback of the Cowboys. That has some value. Um, He is a good leader. He doesn't seem to have baggage. He can run the football. He's solid. Where do you think they end up? That's a tough one because, you know, the number is so big, you know, in terms of his camp. and, And I think where, you know, we're talking solidly in terms of the negotiations you're talking about a starting point in in terms of Zach Prescott's representation solidly above 30 million dollars and it wasn't long ago that people balked about you know Dak Prescott being a 25 24 million dollar quarterback but as you said part of this is hey he's been playing on a cheap deal look what he's done for you he's gone to playoff games look at the Seattle you know playoff game tape he's progressed every single year i think the pitch they make is look at when Derek Carr signed his his pace setting 
deal or bar setting deal at the quarterback position, look at his numbers versus where Dak's numbers are now. Okay, we'll now adjust that for the time that's passed since Derek Carr did that deal. Um, you know, why shouldn't Dak Prescott have a deal that's near the top of the quarterback market, particularly if you believe he's a franchise quarterback? And I'll, I'll just say this about the Cowboys. They dug part of the hole that they're in right now with Dak Prescott themselves because Jerry Jones has said nothing uh, but the fact that repeatedly that he, he feels like Dak Prescott is a legitimate franchise cornerstone quarterback. And, you know, look, that's the kind of thing that gets used against you at the negotiating but, but, table. But what's he, what's he supposed to say? Like right, like I, 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 I understand. Like, like, look, they they didn't do what the Jets did with Darrell Revis back in the day. We're like, hey, he's the best at his position in the sport. And then Darrell is like, really? Well, maybe I should be paid like it. Like, franchise quarterback is a very vague. Ter- what, what are they supposed to say? Like, he's aight. He's aight. like, you can't do that. My, I, I, and I, and I get you, but. I mean, Jerry's always been a player's guy. Last thing he wants to be is sure. a bad guy going like, well, you know, like he's the best available. Like, no, I, 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 and I understand what you're saying, but, but just what is he supposed to say? Well, see, but see, that's what complicates this. As you said, and 100% accurately, Jerry has always been a player's guy. But when Jerry was the guy who really controlled the purse strings 100%, when he was, he was the general manager 100%, that door was open, and he would do these massive deals with guys. I mean, just deals that, you know, would blow the minds of agents who couldn't believe, you know, some of the deals that players are landing. That's what's changed in this dynamic a little bit. You have Jerry coming out here saying all these things, and I think if it was just Jerry's decision, Jerry would do the big deal with Dak. Like, he wouldn't worry about the money and say, we're going to do the big deal, we're going to pay him. Yeah, you think you're, we're overpaying him, but I also remember the string of quarterbacks we had before Tony Romo developed into what he was. Um, so I'm going to do this deal. But now Stephen Jones, his son, is the spearhead a lot of, of a lot of these deals. And when you talk to people who, who do deals with Stephen Jones, they'll tell you he's really hard to do deals with. He's not just throwing money out. He's not an ATM like Jerry was in past years. So the financial dynamics have changed a little bit, and that's what complicates this. You have Jerry out here saying all these great things about Dak. He's a franchise quarterback, the kind of language in which you would do the massive deal that Dak Prescott's representation is now pushing for. But then you have the son who's saying, hey, wait a minute, we want to be smart here financially because we have Jalen Smith down the road who we have to sign. We have other guys who we'd like to extend down the road. And if we do this kind of deal, we just blow your salary out without trying to be, you know, a little, uh, without looking at the economic feasibility of it, we're going to have some complications. So it's, it's interesting dynamic of what's going on inside the Dallas Cowboys ownership right now, because Stephen Jones is not the same guy financially as Jerry Jones. Great stuff. Really insightful. Charles, thanks for joining us. Look forward to talking as the season rolls on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Doug. That's Charles Robinson, senior NFL reporter for Yahoo Sports. Follow him on Twitter at Charles Robinson. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. 
Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. 
Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I was, I was thinking about this Dak Prescott situation. And we've talked about We've talked about his contract, his value, who he is, how good he actually is, what it does to the, you know, what it all does to the the Dallas Cowboys, you know, depending upon what his, uh, the final tally is for their contract situation for the future. Like we've discussed this and something interesting happened over the weekend. Now I don't do it often, but I do it enough where you can go to our, we have a Facebook page and on the Facebook page, I do actually have access to it. Like it's not one of those things that I don't have access to. I do. I just don't often go in there and, and read the, read the comments. Just don't, or I don't necessarily answer every text right away when it's sent to me, but I thought I would. Cause well, I mean, truth is, I'm kind of bored, <laughs> not totally bored. I was at the beach and I saw a post and I thought, wow, that's actually really, really good. It's actually totally appropriate. It's actually right on point. And the, the, the basic idea is this in trying to find who Dak Prescott is, how do you evaluate him? How do you value him? How do you figure out what he's worth to the Dallas Cowboys. I think I found it with help from a couple of emailers into the Doug Gottlieb show Facebook page. You know what it is? Dak Prescott is Draymond Green. Let me say that again. Dak Prescott is Draymond Green. Dak Prescott is Draymond Green. And you're going to sit there and it's kind of rattling around your head. You're like, okay, where's he going with this one? Let me try and figure this one out. I don't know. What, what do we think here? Okay, well, let me sell it to you. Do I think... Now, I don't think Dak Prescott to this point is going into the Hall of Fame. And I'd say there's actually a, a decent chance that Draymond Green... Better than decent chance that Draymond Green goes in the Hall of Fame. And that's mostly because the teams he's been on have won NBA championships, right? But but this is really more what I, I'd get to. I think if you lined up every NBA player, Draymond Green is probably not a top 40 guy. He's just not. Like in terms of just his, his skill set, you can't put Draymond Green as one of your two best players and think to yourself, all right, we're going to go and go to the playoffs. On the other hand, with the Golden State Warriors, he's been unbelievable. He brings value to them. They bring value to him. To this point, they're way better off with him than they are without him. Because he can guard all five positions. He allows everybody else to, he can be almost like their point guard and play center defensively. It allows Steph to be Steph, Clay to be Clay, previous to him leaving, KD to be KD. He was good enough as a post defender to guard centers, good enough as a ball handler to handle the basketball. He's screen, he'll do the little things. I don't think Dak Prescott is one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the National Football League. I don't. I think you put him on his own team, you take him outside the Dallas Cowboys, put him on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he stinks. You put him on the Washington Redskins, he's okay. 
He's not great. He's not terribly accurate. Though he runs, it's not like he's a blur. It's not like he picks apart a defense with his accuracy or with his acumen, you know, changing things in the line of scrimmage. On the other hand, he's a damn good player. He's good in that locker room. He's a stabilizing force. Those guys seem to like him. Those guys play hard for him. And when you put the right weapons around him, he's pretty good and they're very good. So oftentimes in sports, we get caught up trying to compare the same sport, let alone the same race. In this particular case, while it's the same race, it's a completely different sport. And I, I say to you with some confidence, what if I told you that Dak Prescott and Draymond Green are the same guy, just in different, different sports? Good players, great situation. And look, everybody is about, you know, so, many, so much is about their situation. And it's not, I mean, I, I, I went on a Twitter rant the other day about, you know, people, I, I've, I've heard all these top coaches mentioned in the NBA. Nobody mentioned Steve Kerr. Like, well, you know, Steve Kerr, he's got Steph Curry, he's got Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. Mark Jackson had those guys. He won 73 games. They played small ball and had the best defensive rating in the league. They won 73 games, won a couple NBA championships, and no one's ever won it without players. It Yes, it has to be right situation. Nobody wins in a bad situation. That's why it's a bad situation. So I, um, I, I look at the two and I think, did it take situ- uh, the situation, the surrounding cast, the right timing and all of that for them to be the best version of themselves? Sure. Does that increase their value to that team? Yes. But it decreases their value on the open market because most anybody else doesn't have that situation. And so it does become buyer beware for anybody who wants Dak Prescott or for Draymond Green. And I think most of the league knows that. And I think Draymond and Dak know that. And that's why they're going to try and capitalize on, instead of taking a hometown discount, doing the opposite of it. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. 
Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 2024 Santa Fe, available early 2024. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron-Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.